You're good to go. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode now of the Pond Hockey Podcast. We have a lot to talk about this week. A lot has happened in the last week. Yeah, things have been kind of crazy. It's been a long week of playoff hockey. Um, some stuff that is surprising, some that really isn't. Um, for our live listeners, they are already aware of um, what's going on tonight and at least one of the series, so I guess we'll just start with that. Uh, we'll start with the Maple Leafs and the Lightning. Uh, this series has had a mix of expected, mix of unexpected. Um, I think the mix of unexpected has been Andre Vasilevsky lost back-to-back games for the first time in forever in the playoffs. That was a mm-hmm. big surprise. Um, but I think the main topic to get into is game one right now with uh, the suspension of Michael Bunting. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what were, what was your opinion on this suspension, Nick? I'm curious. Uh, just shaking my head, like. What, what was his? What was his? Like, what was his goal? What was his plan? Um, his goal was to basically take Eric Chernak's head off and not necessarily care how he did it. Yeah, I. Is I'm watching it again to see how bad it really. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a yikes. Like, I remember seeing the original hit on Sportsnet, and I I saw it in like real time, and I didn't think it was that bad originally, until they showed like a closer angle, like a tighter angle. And I was like, yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember, like, the initial time I saw it, um, initially I didn't really think much of it because the camera angle wasn't all that great. So I'm like, yeah, it's a two-minute minor for uh, interference. Like, of course it was. Yeah. And then Sportsnet played it again. It and bad. my reaction was, like, I don't see this guy getting back into the lineup. He's going to get back in at some point, especially given, I hate saying it, I've... I've looked at, uh, they're getting outplayed, out-hit tonight. Yeah. They're, they might have to bring him back. Except my thing is, the guy who's replaced him, Matthew Nyes, has been significantly better than Michael Bunting, and that's why I say it, because you have Michael Bunting, who, like it or not, is a liability on this team, drawing way too many penalties on himself, and the penalties that he does draw against the other team, he takes them right back. So my whole point with this with this suspension is, like, you're playing relatively good. You stole a game in Tampa. I don't think Bunting should get back into the lineup. I really I don't. I would for one, one exception because I watched, watched a little bit, and maybe I'm seeing things differently. Uh, Kerfoot yeah. stinks. Yeah. I know it's just like he's getting paid a lot and all these things, but, like, guys like Sam Lafferty are playing better than him. And, like, Kerfoot's supposed to be one of these big guys who's, like, was supposed to get a lot better this year. Yeah. Especially since you protected him over Jared McCann two years ago. And I'm probably still regretting that. Which I'm not saying it's a cut wounds, but it's, like, he's just been so frustrating to watch. It's, like, and while Michael Bunting has been playing, played, like, an absolute idiot game one, you need his, like, you need him on the ice to annoy other teams. Yeah, because, and get, especially you since like with the lightning with like guys like Tanner Janot and other guys like that. Yeah. And it's like I get like he brings sandpaper, he brings grit. Now, I would bring him back into the lineup under one condition. 
He does not see any top six ice time. You can't do it. He's too much of a liability. Because even with uh, last night with the Morgan Riley hit, you saw what Tampa did. They were very willing to trade, I think it was Stamkos and Kucherov for Matthews and O'Reilly. And even then it didn't work. And it didn't really work because it didn't really mess up the Leafs' line structures. But with Bunting, what happens too often with him is he's normally on the top line with Matthews and Marner or Matthews or Nylander or whoever is on the, on that top line in a given night. But if you want to trade someone on the third line, like Nick Paul for Michael Bunting, you take that trade ten times out of ten. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So, like, if he gets back into the lineup, I think it's a case of just he plays in the bottom six. You anchor him there. He stays there. You know what I think they should do? I... I take him, put him on the third line with O'Reilly and Achari. Yeah. Take Nice, put him on the second line, in my opinion. It worked good in the last game when they had an empty night. I just think Kerfoot needs to personally be out of the lineup. It's yeah. him or Aston Reese, and Aston Reese has been playing good. Aston Reese has been a hardworking guy, so it's like, like I don't that know. That fourth line of Reese, Camp, and Lafferty, I don't think you can yeah. make that up right now. I don't. Like, I don't. Kerfoot's that odd man out, and I hate yeah. saying that, but it's true. And my whole point is, like, I don't know how much you jumble with the lines because Keith loves to bring the blender out on, like, really a game-to-game basis. So I'm just like, if they're playing well right now, you already stole a game in Tampa. Like, I don't know how much I'd change, if anything. Like, I guess I agree with you that Kerfoot would be the odd man out. But after that hit, I'm just like, bunting is so much of a liability. And I saw an article the other day, I think it was by um, Elliot Friedman, where it said, Keefe has tried to get to bunting so many times over the last two years about, hey, you got to pick your spots when you want to make like uh, like a hard hit or make like something that wouldn't get the ref's attention. Like, we, Let's be honest here, every single NHL team does it in the playoffs, but you have to pick your spots when you do it. Like Marchand, mm-hmm. expert at picking his spots. Tom Wilson, <laughs> expert at picking his spots. Like... It's stuff like that where he gets the coaching and flat out ignores it. And that's what makes players like Marshan and Wilson better than him, not just in skill, but also in working the refs, because those are two skills you need to have when you're a player like that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head right there with that kind of, like, idea. But... But um, it's going to be something that I feel like I need to watch. Yeah. I think if Kerfoot continues to keep playing bad... He's one of these guys. It's like he's not offering anything, and he, I guess you do run the risk of a guy becoming a liability. Yeah, but if you play him on lower lines, it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, like it takes so Tampa's like, leverage away from him. Like that's all you really have to do if you want to bring him back. Which is what I think they desperately yeah. need right now. Because like I don't think Matthew Nice comes out at all. The guy has been a revelation for the team. He's been. I know he hasn't really been there on the score sheet, but just, like, the way he works defensively, the way he chases after pucks, like, the kid's hungry. It's like, almost I like keep watching uh, Nick Robertson from yeah. the, the Columbus series. Yeah, it's like, you keep him in. I keep him in. Um, but just in terms of, like, the series overall, um, and this is a topic that we'll get to later, um, I've seen a lot of things about this series, just in terms of officiating people complaining and I just wanna, I just wanna spend some time on this. Now, are the officials in the NHL during the playoffs bad? Oh, absolutely. Everyone who's ever watched a game of playoff hockey, like with intent, knows how 
bad the officiating can be. Mm-hmm. My thing is, they are not just bad for one team. They're not out to get you. Like, they're not out to, like, specifically get one team. They are bad for literally everyone. They're bad for the game of hockey. Oh, they're just bad. Like, they're not there to call the rules of hockey. They're there to call the game. Those are two completely different things. No, they're the sk- <laughs> to figure skate. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I love it. Oh, uh, this is a personal thing. I love what I, you know, I see, like, penalties get called, like, when they have to review something. They all group together. It's group skate over to like, the box. Like a flock of zebras just going, beep. <laughs> like, we call, we call it synchronized skating. No, that's yeah. synchronized failing is what yeah. that is. Like, they're... Now, I know um, we were going to talk about the instance with uh, Sheldon Keefe's relationship with Wes McCauley. Um, From what I understand, there was an incident when... um, We're not going to get into it too much because this is a trigger warning for everyone. This involves some pretty serious topics. Um, There was an incident involving Sheldon Keefe and Wes McCauley's brother-in-law... We're not going to get into it too much. We can get into this over the summer if it becomes a big enough story. Right now, I'm just not comfortable covering it in enough detail because not enough has come out about it. It's a good off-season topic, potentially. But apparently, there's something going on between, or something that did go on between Sheldon Keefe and Wes McCauley, who's an NHL official, for those of you who don't know, regarding his brother-in-law. Um, that relationship is seriously strained, and I guess the NHL is comfortable with that because Wes McCauley has officiated many Toronto games. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, though, after that article came out that we don't see Wes McCauley officiate another Maple Leafs game for yeah. the rest of the time they're in the postseason just because that has a pretty serious connotation to yeah, it. Especially because usually... It gets weirder when you see cases like, like especially in the tweet that you sent yeah. me. Keith's uh, testimony remains under a publication ban. That yeah, you normally don't see that often, yeah. especially in the case of someone who's um, like the best way to describe it uh, would be like a public. He's like a, he's a public figure. Yeah, you don't see it with public figures, so you it, really don't. And this is bad to me. Like I thought games were bad, like because. I want to, like, kind of connect it over with bad officiating when you see in, like, football. And I don't know if you remember a few years back, it was the Rams game, and people were connecting that because, like, I think all five or five of the six refs from that game in the Rams-Saints game oh, yeah. in 2019 were from L.A. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, like, that's worse to me because it's, like, stuff like that, okay, that's just the NFL being stupid and stuff like this. Yeah. Cases like this, that's pretty damning because that's that's information I feel like you yeah. should know. Especially since, you know, everything that happened with the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. And, like, the NHL definitely has some more skeletons in their closet than people think. Like, I think a lot of people know that now after the Blackhawks situation worked its way out. Um, that's just, that's but just in terms of, like, the officials. The only thing that's really stuck out to me, just in this series, because like we'll get to we'll get to the controversies in the other series as well. Mm-hmm. But especially in this series, it's the only game that Wes McCauley is called right, mm-hmm. and they got. I think the penalties were like ten to four, something like that, in game one, something crazy like that. Yeah. So like, part of me is like, yeah, they're just bad for everyone, which they absolutely are. But something like that, I mean, like. 
I get that game got out of hand. It was a blowout. But at the same time, it's something the league has to look out for. And I think they are well aware of it now. And I think that they're going to be careful moving forward about who's staffing which games. And I think they very should. Because, like, if you're a coach or a player that has a strained relationship with an official, like... It doesn't hurt them to get like a new a new head official or just the new staff in. It really doesn't. They have plenty of refs, so just put them in. They're going to be bad either way. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's just I don't know. I guess for me, it's new. Like seeing that kind of just like jumbles my head a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, of course, of course it does because like you never want to see that. Um, it's really just one of those things that the NHL and it's such a grave, the NHLPA is going to have to deal with. They just are. Like, it's yeah. not one of these things yeah. that you can just put out a public statement on and be like, so we're good, right? Like, you just can't do that. It doesn't help, especially because in a case like this, it's such a hard line you have to walk. Yeah. It just doesn't help. It's like It sucks we have to, like, talk about things like this when playoff hockey's actually been... Yeah. Goodish this year. Last hockey has been good. Weak. It's always good. It feels a little weaker than the last two years, but that could yeah. just be me. But I mean, speaking of your opinion, let's go into uh, the series that you're well invested in, the uh, yeah. Kraken and the Avalanche. Like I said, game on at 10, so I can't get annoyed right now. I mean, um, you can. Three, <laughs> there have been three games, so just tell us some of your opinions so, about the three games. Game one and two, I'm not going to complain at all, because genuinely, those are great games. I... Even game two where we lost, and it sucked because we had a 2 nothing lead. But I knew the Avs were going to have, like, they, they were going to fight back. Yeah. And it doesn't help when you get shelled 41 times. Yeah. But that's to be expected from the Avs. But it just felt like our offense just kind of shut off after the first period. But after that, game three was so frustrating. Dude, I was frustrated for you. I was watching, uh, I was watching game three um, after the Leafs game three had ended. And I think weren't they down like a three to one or something like that? And they stormed back with one, two goals. Stormed back and tied. Elysiac and Beniers both got us goals. And yeah. after that, boom! Here's Miko Rantanen. Boom! There's Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Boom! Here's Miko Rantanen. I'm just looking there. I'm like, and okay, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's like. I think it's two things. I think it's the Kraken still being a relatively new group. Like they're still trying to figure themselves out. Um, but I also think it's just the Stanley Cup pedigree that the Avs have because, like, let's not kid ourselves, they won a cup last year and they beat a pretty good team to do it in the Lightning. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a I think it's more of a testament to the Avalanche just having that experience and knowing what it takes, and the Kraken just being this relatively new group that's just come together this season. The one thing I will say though, save for that third period of Game Three. They have been consistently like a team that has been frustrated. I said it at the start of the second episode, or I think the second episode, but um, I said they were that Georgiev was not as good as people made him out to be. Oh yeah, and I think I've agreed with you with that sentiment so far. But I think it's been relatively even in terms of the goaltending. It's been average both sides. Yeah. I can't even blame Grubauer to an extent, say, for, like, the last two goals this series. But, like, say for that, he's actually played good. Oh, yeah. I think Grubauer's been good considering... (laughs) Grubauer's been good considering the amount of shots he's taken in this series. He's He's been considerably better than he was in the regular season. 
He's going to show the top line. Yeah. It's so bad at dealing. The top line's been awful, like just awful at dealing with their top line. Yeah. Oh well, because their top line is like what terrifying. McKinnon, Rantanen, and it's not um, Landis Cog this year. I think they slotted Lekkinen up there. Yeah, I, I don't think remember it's exactly. Lekkinen, yeah. yeah, no, Lekkinen's just oh my god, I hate him. But that team, the the Avs are one of those teams. I think just under the radar. I think they could go again they if they get could. hot again. But um, the thing that I will give the Kraken a lot of credit for is even though they're down 2-1 to one in the series, they have not looked out of it the entire time. Like, even they've been putting up six, a three, really good fight. tried and gave yeah. a fight. Yeah. But. Like, they've put up a really good fight against the defending champs, man. Like, that... For a new group to go out there and put up that good of a fight against a Stanley Cup pedigree team, like, props to you guys. Like, I don't, I don't even really think it matters if you lose in five or six. Like, you guys are playing with house money right now. Like, you guys yeah. have a good team going forward. And keep in mind, this is without your top draft pick, Shane Wright. Like, this is even before you get your first-round pick, Shane Wright, in there next year. You just hope that he develops. Oh, crossed. yeah. He should, but... Like, I think you guys are a goalie and a little bit of center depth away from being, like, a true past-the-second-round contender. But it's definitely felt weird. They've looked really, like... Like they looked really shaky, the ass. Which is like they have. I was expecting. I, <laughs> I drank the Kool Aid and said yes. Seattle's gonna win their first playoff series this year. But at the same time, I was also sitting there like, you know what? I'm gonna just have faith and see what happens. Oh and, yeah, and there's no there's no harm in that. Like it's not like you're in my position right now, where a team you cheer for, not naming any names, not like they're down four to one right now. But yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> like you're not sitting here in a position of constant pessimism, where like they haven't won a playoff round since you were two years old, and they haven't won a cup since before your own mother was born. Like th- this is the kind of thing. Like with the Kraken, I think the fans are gonna have a very good time cheering for them, and I think like you're having a pretty good time cheering for them, even though they've had like a couple of playoff losses. But I think at the end of the day, there's a lot more to get excited about than to get upset about with this team. Yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we have to s- still just talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, we, I feel like the best way to talk about it would be mixing uh, one series that, is, that has been in and this idea. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's the refs. Yeah. Especially for me as a newcomer. I thought I thought I saw bad stuff because I, I thought, it's so sad as well because like you see two of the worst officiating moments, I've at least I've seen, on the same player. On Joe Pavelski? Um, yeah. You know, I know. the one I'm talking I about. When I think it was the Cody the Eakin hit him, like kind of like accidentally yeah. hit him. Like it was, it was something that either should have been yeah. two or not a penalty, even though it was just bad luck. Yeah. And they gave him a five minute power play, which led to the greatest joke ever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I, I that's start, probably start top the, five. Start of the Vegas uh, greatest Joker joke arc. ever. Hey, that's kind of a hard one to top when uh, the Leafs exist. Yeah, but when you give up four power play goals in five minutes, that's that's up there. Nick, they gave up a four goal lead in eighty seconds before. We are not the same. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but it just makes it, 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 going into this game. You saw 
Especially because all three games I've watched, because I picked the Wild to win the Cup. I kind of yeah. wish I did now. Um, they have a chance. They're up. They're tied yeah, in the series. Matt Dumba's the single biggest villain in uh, NHL history now. He's laid a dirty hit in all three. In all, they play in every game. Games? Have they played four games? Uh, yeah, the series yeah. is tied 2-2. Two to two. I don't remember. Did I watch? I didn't watch game four, but I watched game three. Yeah. And I saw him lay two nasty hits on Marshman. Both were yeah. like... Should have gotten called, called neither. And this is the very thing with newcomers to hockey that the NHL. Th- this is like one of the biggest problems the NHL needs to fix. You guys have got to stop making new fans guess on what is going to get called and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Set a precedent early, maybe perhaps, and hear me out. Perhaps in the regular season, you set a precedent on what's getting called and what isn't. Because you have new fans coming in going, oh, I have no idea why X is getting called and Y isn't, where we're spending too much time. Like what? This podcast has been going on for 20 minutes, and we've probably spent a good half of it talking about the officials. Like this needs to stop. You guys need to start calling the games where the rule book is saying what the call should be. Stop making it about your own discretion because it should be about the rule book. Just stop. I, I love that point, especially when you brought up the new fans, because I've watched it from Steve Dangle. And I also, and I think about it in my own perspective, because I think I've only watched playoff hockey twice. Yeah. Like, I saw clips from, like, the second year. I think that was 18. Yeah, it was 18. I watched the clips from 18. But I didn't really, I guess three years then, technically, because COVID year. Yeah. I watched the COVID playoff year and then the last two seasons. So the last three seasons I've watched playoffs. And, like, half the time I'm sitting there, and, like, when I'm at games, like, being at live games is, like, the worst when it comes to that sort of thing. Or it's, like, something happens, and you're sitting there, like, what happened? And then, like, I asked my friend, I asked my good friend Liam, who is, like, a massive hockey junkie, like, grew up with it his whole life. And even he's had moments where he's looked at me, he's like, dog, I don't know what's happening. And I'm sitting like, Really? Oh, like, dude, I, like, eat, sleep, and breathe hockey, and there have been some moments in these playoffs where I'm like, I have no idea what they're thinking. And, like, this is a good segue to go into Edmonton and L.A. The part about the high stick call, like the one where the puck may or may not have graced Trevor Moore's stick, I forget who it was on the Kings, that led directly to the overtime winner. Now, I saw a tweet saying, we need better educated refs because if you have a college understanding of physics, you can tell by Newton's law of whatever physics (laughs) that the puck touched his stick. I'm just like, guys, just stop. Literally, just stop. The refs are terrible. We all know this. But this doesn't give them a free pass. It should be, call the rule book. Or... And hear me out again, maybe if it leads to an overtime winner, review it. Yeah. Like, you mean to tell me you don't have a camera angle of the puck hitting it? And I think they reviewed this call, too. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, there wasn't conclusive evidence to say, like, the puck hit the high stick or not. Like, I think it could have gone either way. They just went with the call on the ice. Yeah. But with... The with the officials again taking the attention in this Edmonton and LA series, a series that's been great, by the way, 
like, I hate that on, like, Twitter, Instagram, after a score, instead of talking like, hey, this was a great game, we're talking about how bad the officials are every time. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if this is necessarily just, like, a victim complex of every single fan base. And, like, I'll admit, I've been in this boat, too. Like, yeah, I've been in this boat, too, where, like, hey, we didn't get some calls tonight. Like, that's gonna happen, like, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it shouldn't be bad enough to the point where everyone's complaining about the officials, no matter what's going on. Even if you won. That's, that's like, the best way to describe it. It's so... Uh, it just makes frustration, especially like I said, in a series like the like the wild one. Like yeah. we've, like we're, we're gonna transition to that next, but like that series has been incredible. Oh yeah, it has. And like I feel like we got different opinions on what's the best series. I think that series has been the best, safer game two, which was. Yeah. I think God I'm starting why? to agree with you that that's the best series too. By the way, I did have Edmonton and LA. I could see in that terms well. of the best series just because of like just the sheer skill. But I'm starting to think Minnesota and Dallas is because like I was watching that game last, or I think it was last night. Jake Ottinger, are you kidding me, dude? Oh, are you actually kidding me? I cried internally when I saw that. Oh save. my god, that might have that was like. That reminds me of the Marc-Andre Fleury Game 7 save against Detroit in 9 Like, <laughs> it was that level. It was great. <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> Who's on se- the wild he, now? He let seven goals in. Why uh, yeah. did you play him? I don't know, man. The coaches have a terrible time deciding which goalie should I start when they have the tandem system. It just doesn't make sense to it me. It doesn't. Like it, you've seen all year, Philip Gustafson has just been the better goalie. You've seen you've seen it all year long. He has been the better goalie. Yeah, for at least a solid like two months, he's been the better goalie. Man, just start Gustafson. Like Most play of the, the year hot he's hand. He's been the better goalie. Yeah, like play the hot hand, dude. It's not hard. It's really not. That's why I'm glad they did. I know he didn't have the best night, but also Ottinger single-handedly willed them to victory. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he's been Dallas's most valuable player in this series. Like, Ottinger's Ottinger's just otherworldly, man. Like, he has moments. Goalies are like voodoo. They have moments where it's like, what in the world was that? Probably the best way to describe it is Jordan Bennington has a cup. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Matt Murray has two. It's the same thing. It's like one moment they look unbeatable. One moment they look unbeatable, and then the next... AHL. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are terrible. Remember the goalie for Dallas? Good old Anton Kudobin. <laughs> you I know where he's at now. Is he in Chicago? He's in Chicago. I think I, I only him, know I, that. I watched him give one of the worst goals of my life. It looked like a giant loss to the Caps. That's how I knew he was on I, the I Caps. I showed you that clip, and I died laughing watching We literally it. just clicked on the game, and Kudobin had it on his just stick. Just the meatball. Shoveled it, and Connor Sherry, of all guys, picked it up and went, oh, Thanks. He's like, delivery day. <laughs> like, that's one of those passes. I'm going to quote my favorite YouTube creator, Steve Dangle. That's one of those passes that had, like, a question mark at the end of it. Like, pass? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, my gosh, man. That's like, a funny phrase. If you're a goaltender, the best goaltenders are, you know, the ones who tend the goal. <laughs> even the best goaltenders have a problem tending the goal. Like, just just stay, stay in the crease, man. Like, Smith, like you are anybody? very rarely helping. Just Mike stay Smith, in the anybody? 
<laughs> Mike Smith was in his crease and still let in a goal from like three quarters of the way down the ice. To this day, I don't know how the Oilers made it to the conference finals with Mike Smith. That's They're starting so Jack Campbell, so uh, Kings and six. But anyways, uh, he single-handedly bailed them out of that night, dude. Dude. A broken clock is right twice a day, and I That's have a feeling true. I'm going to eat those words. I, I love soup, too. Like, I don't know why I'm saying that. I guess it's because of the Oilers <laughs> bias I have. I don't know. I feel like I go from the best series to the uh, the, the obvious worst one, the uh, the elephant in the room. The, well, uh, That's a pretty big can elephant. We, can, we, can we blow the, the party poppers for Florida winning a game? You Woo! won a game! Yeah! And now you have to get uh, destroyed. <laughs> Dude, can we, I can we appreciate they lost six two last night. Dude, I or Sunday. yeah, last night. Might be. I had a feeling it was about time because uh, Alex Lyon faltered, which uh, the dam broke on that one. And then you played Sergey. I make ten million dollars to sit on the bench, Bobrovsky. Who who led? Dude, I would kill for that job. I might kill for that who job. Eight thirty three safe percent. Dude, I I probably. <laughs> My 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 friend who's on my beer league team could go into that game and put up the same numbers. You know what's funny? They and he would probably him. do it for significantly less. They outshot him by almost fifteen. Yeah, because it's the Bruins. No, as or the Panthers outshot the Bruins. The Panthers outshot the Bruins by fifteen. I lost six two. <laughs> uh, Panthers. Ooh. What? Taylor Hall had four points that night. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I have watched one game of the Bruins-Panthers series, and it was because it was, like, the Stop. second game of the playoffs, and the Carolina and Islanders series was boring at the time. Wait, did you watch the Bruins-Panthers game, the game two? I watched a little bit of game two. Was it the one Florida one? Yeah, I watched a little bit yeah, of game two, just, where they, like, Killed them six to two. Like, six, three, okay, yeah. go off, go off, Panthers. But that's the worst bit. That's usually in the worst series because like oh. every single game has just been yeah. boring. I think Either. Boston will have a good matchup in round two, no matter what. Yeah, they'll blow up. They're blowing out Florida in game four. I really hope yeah. they start Bobrovsky just for the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll. Players. I think if it's the Lightning or the Leafs, they'll have a good. Uh, they'll have a good matchup in uh, the second round. But until then, uh, but like you kind of knew the Panthers were gonna like. They put up a fight, but at the same time, like, they've Not been really. fighting for their playoff lives since, like... Not really, though. Uh, since, good lord, February? Like, it's been crazy. They said, hey, yeah, you only have to play the best team in hockey ever. Here you go. Good luck. Okay, but, like, I wasn't wrong about the Panthers, but what I, who I was kind of wrong about, but I was wrong about them for the first two games, and then all of the sudden, they flipped a switch and, like, hey... We can tie this series, Devils and Rangers. Like, well, currently we could do games. We could do a game tracker right now. So I'm checking yeah. the game. It is two one, Devils. Yeah, like with dude, four minutes left. I thought the Devils were dead in the water after game two. They looked terrible. At they had home. to make a change. Well, because they made a change in game three. Yeah, goaltender change. Yep. I don't even. The worst part is I. So you know, I'm new. I'm still not sure who this guy is. Akira Schmidt is his name. Oh yeah, um, he's he's a uh, minor league call up, I think. 
who has a 9.55 tonight. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, because they lost. Well, because they lost Jonathan Bernie. Well, he's probably done for good. Yeah, he, he's done. Mackenzie Blackwood is yeah. legendarily bad. Uh, but they broke the man. If the Devils get hot goaltending, which they have in, like, the last couple of games, even towards the end of game two where they got their show run, like... The Devils are a good enough team and a young enough team to where, like, if they get, like, hot goaltending, oh, boy. Like, they, they could be dangerous, underratedly dangerous. And I think the Rangers are starting to find out very quickly about how dangerous this Devils team can be. Like, I said it from the beginning. Like, it, it wouldn't have surprised me about which team would move on. Like, I still have the Rangers just because of experience and Igor Shesterkin alone, but... Just with the Devils, with how they've been playing recently, Jack Hughes especially, like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. Well, I don't find it a coincidence. He has the most ice time by about four minutes. As he should. Uh, well, I guess for the forwards, let me rephrase that. Oh, yeah, There's he should. There's three guys with 20-plus minutes. Him, Ryan Graves, which is interesting. Ryan Graves, underrated. Which, by the way, Penn's fans are crying internally. Oh, John Marino? Yeah. Dude, I said it on... I think it was our first or second episode of this show. Probably the second. That was probably the trade that began the downfall of the Penguins. Like, I'm not even kidding. We appreciate it. I think Ty Smith played all of, like, five games. Because they couldn't get the salary cap in order. It was one of those things that um, Ron Hextall really struggled with. For a team that just wasn't all that great this year, for, like, a cap-strap team, which is, like, he basically turned the Penguins into a better version of the Flyers, which is not a compliment. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, that's a that's a sad state of affairs. Like, the good news is the Penguins got rid of him quick enough where they can reverse it. But, like, dude, they had, like, very similar moves to them where they got older for no reason and overpaid gritty guys for no reason, too. Like... You need some speed. You need some youth. You need all this other stuff. Tell Grandly, baby. This is a good segue about the Penguins, too, before we get back to the Devils and the Rangers. Yeah. I saw a rumor that Jake Gensel had potential to be on the market. Mm hmm. Okay. I had a bad feeling that was going to happen. Dude. Russ, I just found out. Remember what last episode I said they needed to trade Russ? Yeah. Then I found out his contract's not movable at all. It's dude. a no trade clause. Dude. If you They're get doomed. rid of Jake Gensel, if you get rid of Jake Gensel, you might as well get rid of a piece well, the of the court they too. They can't. I even looked. They can't even buy out Jeff Carter next year. No, they can't. It's buyout proof. They can't, they can't buy Jeff Carter. They can't trade Brian Russ. They're that is so much. Jeff Carter's deal is probably hell. the worst in hockey. It's probably the worst in hockey. Eh, I could make you make an argument in one or two. In terms oh, of like a team, there. in terms of a team that's like trying to fancy themselves as cup contenders, it's one of the worst in hockey. Yeah, the only one I could see being worse is OEL. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> the Coyotes are retaining some salary on that, so it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah. But the Canucks are also stupid, anyways. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. That's in the off season. That's the off-season. They're, they're not in the playoffs. We're based in Pittsburgh, so like we'll talk about the Penguins anytime, anywhere. But yeah, no. in terms of, like, teams that haven't made it, unless something, like, serious comes up, we're going to try to stay away from that and give them a lot of content in the offseason. Yeah. But so, back to, like, the Devils and the Rangers. Um, a good series, though. Like, especially because they're, hold- well, they're holding on for dear life right now. They are yeah. getting 
blasted with shots from what I've seen the last two few minutes. minutes and fifty seconds. Uh, they got Kane and Panarin on the ice. Look out for that one. Um, oh God, and Vinny Trocek. Can we can we take a moment like to say how weird it is to see Patrick Kane in a Rangers jersey? It feels so wrong. What is going on? Like every time I see it, there's just a part of me that just gets uncomfortable. It's like me looking at, like, speaking of news today, Aaron Rodgers getting traded to the Jets. Like, <laughs> that trade happened a month ago, it seems like, and it's finally official today. Have fun with that one. But it's going to be a similar uh, sensation where it's like, what? You know like, what it reminds me of? What? The Claude Giroux trade. Dude. See you in a Panthers jersey. Seeing him in a Panthers jersey, and then so even wrong. worse, seeing him in a, in a Sens jersey. It's so weird. The Sens one I can at least somewhat understand. Yeah. The Panthers, it felt like sacrilege looking at that. The other weird one is Ryan O'Reilly in a Leafs jersey. It looks so weird to yeah, me. That one, was, that one was interesting. It looks so weird to me. <laughs> I hope they re-sign him. I really do. God, the tip was on a power play. Yeah, it's 4-1. to one. That game is practically curtains. But, you know, tied series heading back to Toronto. I mean, to I could think of worse things. I, I can think of worse things. But There's uh, two minutes left on that game, by the way. Yeah. Devils might actually pull this off. I hope, hope they do. I hope they do. More I hockey for me. More hockey for me. <laughs> need to keep my bracket alive by all, at all yeah. costs. Um, next series we can talk about is Vegas and Winnipeg. Uh, Las uh, Vegas versus Las Pegas. Do we, do we start with... The games or the... Dude, okay. I just want to rip the band-aid off now. I just want to rip the band-aid off now. This story is so Golden Knights. This is so hilarious. That, like, when I, when I first saw it, I wasn't even surprised. I wasn't even surprised. Like, so apparently, Winnipeg beat Vegas in game one. By a pretty hefty margin. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was, like, five to three. Is there a good story? There's a funny story dunking on Vegas. All the while, something scary happened. We'll get to the scary oh thing later. Oh my gosh! We'll get but the scary um, thing later. dude, Winnipeg wins game one, <laughs> so and not even twenty-four hours later. Five-one, by the way. Oh wow! I, I, I didn't even remember it was five to one, but it was a blowout. Literally, like I think it was like a solid three hours after the game. There was a report that apparently the Golden Knights took the pedals off the stationary bikes of the away team's locker room. That was so funny to me. And the worst part is I can believe that as well. Because you so see actions like... like Remember the Ryan Reese chicken call-out to, to Vancouver? <laughs> Where Antoine Roussel got a, got a five-minute major for hugging Ryan Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, just so much. The amount of times they've, like, just given the middle finger to players like Pacioretty and Van. Like, oh Flurry. Oh my god. Flurry, Dude. my goodness. Dude, but, like, no, taking away the pedals on the stationary bikes. What are you doing, guys? Like, maybe, and, like, they, they have done this. Like, maybe play a better game. I don't think it's the stationary bikes, dude. I had to, I had to hold it a laugh because I just got something sick by my friend. I had to just push that away. Oh, it's God. very bad. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it's something very not too capable. Anyways, keep going. 
Yeah, those are for the summer episodes. Well, this is not meant to be put on any. <laughs> oh, yeah, pro- probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But we're, we're college students. Probably I love, not. I love how we can laugh. We can smile and laugh through, this, like, through all these things, like especially through that game. Especially, I, th- I think we should address the scary oh, thing about my. it. Yeah. I saw that and got queasy. That took <laughs> a lot. That's that was terrifying. Morgan Barron, did you see how many stitches he got? Seventy five. He got seventy five and forget, came back and s- played. He played. No, he played games. No, he's playing he's, tonight he's, or whatever no they play way. next time. Yeah, he came he's back in that game and played. He went with a full face cage and played. He played in the game. He got knocked over, got cut by the goalie skate in the face. They don't even have him listed as injured. No, because he's insane. Hockey players are nuts. They're nuts. You're really... No way. Wow, you really are right with that. Hockey players, you guys Dude. are nuts. And, <laughs> like, here's the thing. You guys are nuts. <laughs> These are the same guys That's who, nuts. when the NHL recommends, like, full face cages to, oh, I don't know, protect your face... They're going to say no because I can't see in face cages. The scary well, dude. thing is there's been multiple cases I've heard of people getting cut from skates. Yeah. And like, like I only, yeah. There's one. I, it's an older one. Someone's Someone career got, got throat, ended. Someone got their throat cut. Yeah, Sabres goalie. Like a, I think it was in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Evander Kane la- or this year with the cut... In, on his oh, wrist. Oh my god, I forgot about that. The cut on his wrist. Uh, I think oh there was another god. one. I think it was a Penguins player. I think it might have been Brian Dumoulin who got a cut um, on his calf. Like, dude. You're skating. These are the nice. same guys that say, I can't see with the full face cages. But you, you know what you also can't see with? Your eyes. A severed cornea. <laughs> That's like, insane. Where did, it, where did the cut go? Was it like. It was, like, was it like from his eyebrow. He got super lucky. He didn't get cut in the eye. It was like from the top of his head down to what? like his eyebrow. Yeah. He got it from. Yeah. Nah. Because he got cross checked into a. Uh, I think it was Logan Thompson's skate. Forget the fact he did get cut in the eye. That's your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's your skull, dude. It's just a flesh room. Nothing more. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely. Oh, it's just but a flesh wound. We'll definitely be talking about injuries in the offseason. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, hockey players. I are did nuts. not know. I did not know it was that insane. They're nuts. Like Morgan Riley, la- or last game, oh, got his God. nose broken, God. and he came out with nose gauze and played like it was nothing, and went out and scored the overtime winner. They're insane. Oh wait, he was the only scored the overtime. Winner. Yeah, and he got his nose broken like like twenty minutes before, and he came back in and played. Also, we're going to give a quick update. It is now tied up 2-2. Oh, they scored an empty netter. No. Andre Palat with the assist by Jesper oh, Brad and Eric Halla. They won Oh, 3-1. I thought you said the game was tied 2-2. The series is tied 2-2. Series I think I did say 2-2. game on Axie because I'm dumb. Oh, but the series man. is tied 2-2. Devils pulling off two big wins. Jeez, the Devils are... The Devils are... Who knew all it took was saying goodbye VTech Vanacek. <laughs> Dude, if the Devils win the next game... That's going to be crazy. Oh, my. That, that's pretty it's not, good. It's not like the Rangers haven't been in this position before. Yeah, they have. Cough, cough, penguins. Oh. Um, okay, but here's the thing. The Devils have, like, a competent goaltender that's not putting up a 790. Cough, cough, Louis Dumming. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. 
<laughs> spicy pork and broccoli. Devils yeah. and Penguins fans both crying internally. Dude, the spicy pork <laughs> and broccoli was exactly like his goaltending performance in the series. Not the best. <laughs> and, but, like, dude, I... Devil or Rangers when they play competent goaltending in the playoffs. Oh, it's my kryptonite. Oh, <laughs> like literally last year they played a third string goalie and a backup goalie to make the conference finals. Come on, if they're if you're gonna call the Lightning's two cups Mickey Mouse, that's about as Mickey Mouse as that gets. Yeah. And I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate on you, Rangers fans, but like, I will be impressed with the Rangers when they beat a team with a starting goaltender in the playoffs. And I know it's rich coming from leafy, leafy, leaf boy, but beat a starting goaltender in the playoffs. Because, like, you guys make fun of us all the time for losing to Vasilevsky, but you guys did the exact same thing. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I love that. It's hilarious to me. Like, beat a starting goalie. And even this year, if you beat the Devils, it's not the starter. So, like... Yeah, it's a curious bit because... Yeah. Uh, Vanek is playing so bad. Yeah, but like I, I, I have to say something nice about the Rangers because I feel like I'm hating on them too much. Like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Nah, but, we like dunking on Rangers fans here, dude. I, <laughs> we like I don't want to dunk on any teams like super terribly. But... I do. I like dunking on Vegas. It's fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Vegas is the only exception. I'm not gonna dunk on the Rangers every single chance I get. Just because I'm a fan of a rival team doesn't mean I get to dunk on a team 24 seven. Because the team that I've been the most unfair to throughout the history of the show is the Rangers. Ranger. <laughs> but like no I think the Rangers this year I think if they get past the Devils they've had the Hurricanes number so I think they can get back to the conference finals if That's, they get back I guess as well let me just highlight that I mean I guess you said the Bruins series was, was bad the Canes one's pretty close as well oh uh, yeah the Islanders had a really good game and then they, they just ran out of gas. They just don't have anything going. They, yeah, I mean... It's literally Sorokin standing on his head. They have Sorokin, working. Barzell, and Horvat trying desperately. And Nelson. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, there's only, like... that. That's one of the problems with these teams, like, that get into the wild card spot that aren't necessarily, like, super hot going into the playoffs. You spend all that energy just trying to get in... Yeah. And you kind of run out of gas. All like, there are these are rare example. cases. They're like these rare cases with, like, the Kings in 2012, mm-hmm. who were, like, the hottest team in hockey when they made it into the AC. Like, that wasn't really surprising. And then Mickey Mouse year. Mickey Mouse year? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what am I, what are you talking about? <laughs> the CN Tower, babes. <laughs> you know, you knew the minute I said that, you knew what I was going to. You, that's like the Le only. Canadian Montreal. <laughs> I like pay, <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah, but dude. like those are the only two examples I can think of: are the Kings and the and the Habs. Like that's it. That moment of lighting the CN Tower up in Habs colors would be the equivalent of in Pittsburgh the Highmark Building, them lighting it up in purple because an AFC North team made the Super Bowl. Don't do that. Stop. Just don't do that. They like, I get it red for Devils fans. I get it's a Canadian pride thing, but it's a rival team. 
don't do that. It's like coloring the uh, like the broad like the big billboard for PPG red for the Devils. Yeah, it's like that, or like oh, I don't know, like um, the William Penn, uh, like the in Philly, the William Penn oh. thing at um, I don't remember which building exactly it's on. It'd be like them lighting it up yellow because the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Like, that would be such a the same like stop. They would, they would actually go burn that building to the ground in Philly. Yeah, they would. <laughs> and pro, like, do I blame them? Probably no. not. No, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> I guess overall, the biggest issue with the wildcard teams, especially this year, like you said it, like they're put so much energy to get in. Like that's why the only team that's really given a fight is Seattle. Yeah, is because we got in with like five ish games to spare, and you guys were good all year. Yeah, I'd agree. You had a hundred points. That's a good season. We had our points, but we had a good season. But like the other three teams, Panthers were. Clinging to the ledge yep. all season long. They were on the outside and the entire probably season. probably shouldn't have made it. As well <laughs> as the Islanders. Pens, anyways. The Islanders should have yeah. made it, but that's because they got bailed out from their goaltending and high-end yeah. talent. They had some of the worst depth, pro- worst offensive depth I've seen in a long time. For a playoff team in a very <laughs> in long a time. Long their offensive time. depth is horrid. And, and then you have Winnipeg, who I'm going to stand by it. They there were two teams better than them. Oh, there were Calgary easily two teams and better. Yeah. I stand by that. One of those teams should have been in there, and it should not have been Winnipeg. I give yeah. you know I like the story from Morgan Barron. He came back after something like that, as crazy bad as that, and you know, like I said, it was funny. They won that game and dunked on Vegas and all that stuff, and the bikes and all that stuff because we like making fun of Vegas. Yeah. But like they just shouldn't be there. It showed because they were. You saw that stretch they went on for like two months where they just didn't know how to play hockey. Yeah. And did just enough to squeak into the playoffs because they had awful. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check, make sure I'm not being an idiot. Yeah. Save for the Wild win. I guess they have beat the Devils as well. But like Red Wings, okay. And then Pred Sharks. (laughs) And they lost to the Flames. Yeah. They were I mean, not good. The only reason the Jets made the playoffs in the first place was because there was that stretch where they were like first in the Western Conference by a by like a mile. I think that was to like what December. I think. Yeah, it was Christmas. Yeah, it was through January onward, they set they yeah. went the tailspin death spiral. They were the Penguins of the West, but had enough of a cushion to make it. Yeah, because the West was way more lopsided. Yeah, was the issue. That last spot, literally the only thing that saved them was that the Flames also went into a bad tailspin, and the Preds couldn't get any consistency all year. But let's fire uh, Brad Treliving instead of um, Daryl Sutter, because Brad Treliving was totally the problem, instead of a send, dinosaur coach. I would just send both of them to the guillotine. They both stink. I probably would have fired both, but them keeping Daryl Sutter with his dinosaur that tactics... So stupid. Yeah, that, another thing we'll with, highlight for the off season because that the Flames are going to be forever. I think regretting yeah. the Kachuk trade. Oh yeah, but like again, they didn't really have that much of a choice. I think they made the best out of like a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having a hard time criticizing the Flames for that, just because like. Your star player wanted to leave. You had to, you 
basically had to do something. Like, you got value for it. That's really... Yes, but, it's yeah. better than losing him in free agency like they did Johnny Gaudreau. They at least got something for him. Yeah, that's true. It's just painful because you watch... Like, because that should, in my mind, it should have been Flames or Preds there because the, the Jets just look... They look like they don't belong. I know you could technically say the Panthers also don't belong, but my goodness, at least for my for what I've watched, the Panthers, yes, all three games have been kind of lopsided, yeah. but they've like done their best to keep them as, like in a series. Yeah, and maybe that's unfair because Winnipeg's done a better job. Yeah, because they they had that double overtime loss. But yet again, with the comparison between Winnipeg and Florida, Florida's playing the best NHL regular season team of all time. And Winnipeg is playing the biggest villain a in the middling NHL. Vegas team that if they got a draw from even Seattle, I think, they would have lost. Like, I just don't think Vegas is all that great. With the games I've seen them even playing against Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, the only game they've looked good in was game two. Yeah. Game three, they look terrible. Genuinely. Game three, they looked good until the third period. Oh, my goodness. Until they decided to put on the blue and white pajamas and (laughs) get shelled. And then in the intermission before overtime, they took them off and won. Do you see who scored the OT winner that game? Was it Michael Amadio? It was Michael Amadio. Oh, my gosh. Former release, Michael Amadio, baby. Dude, 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 please. Please. You know how many goals he has this season? Like, four? How about you multiply that by four? He's 16? 16 goals. Michael Amadio has 16 goals? I have the fact here to check. He has 16 goals in the regular season. He has 16 goals? Now he's Kerfoot, baby. Anyways. Dude. <laughs> more goals than Kerfoot. How are you so consistently wrong you die on the hill of Kerfoot no, with bro. McCann. Puts up like 40. Die on the hill of of Kerfoot on... He has 10. He has 10. Why he has 6 more goals? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. This is like, part of the show is me cutting wounds at the Jimmy, but it's like... It's entertaining, apparently. <laughs> I feel so bad. But no, like, you don't. <laughs> no, because it's fun making fun of Kerfoot, because I Dude, laughed at that move when I saw McCann come it. to us, and I laughed when I said, why is he still here? Dude, just think about the analytics of the viewers. We get <laughs> more viewers when the Leafs suck. So, like, if they win, <laughs> if they win, it's great. But once, like, we start getting sponsors, it's going to start costing us money when they're good. So, like, <laughs> part of me wants to keep this up, but not really. Because no, I would Think do... about your mental. Hey, the least scored. <laughs> yeah, 4-2. <laughs> yeah, sick. I used to play a time to choke. Don't worry. Dude, they're down 4-2. to two. You can't choke that. Hard to Remember choke when you night? don't have a lead, bro. Remember last day? Yeah, that was a much was more a manageable league, deficit. That was one goal. <laughs> Ever be telling me they looked bad through most of that game, so. Dude, it's I don't. Never too late. Speaking of game three, I don't know how they won. That's probably the first Leafs game in a long time where they won a playoff game that they had no business winning. They had none. <laughs> Dude, that second period they played was like one of the worst 
periods of hockey I've ever seen them play. And it's not even necessarily their fault. It's just Tampa was so good at not letting them gain the zone. Like, they just had them hemmed in the There's whole time. There's about the way Tampa plays. Yeah. It's they're... just, that, like, it's, I think you said it best when we were prepping for the playoff series. Yeah. Something about them. They just know how to, like, turn it on. When the playoffs hit. I think it's John Cooper. I think it's just the group in general. They've been there before. They know what it takes. And it's so funny because they're about to sh- fire him out of a cannon in, in 2018. Or, yeah, 20, the Blue Jackets 2019. Series. And now they oh have my two gosh. cups and a cup final to their That's name. the last time. Think about this for a second. That is the last time the Lightning have been eliminated before the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. That's and the last time. That's nuts. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Come on, Leafs. And everyone comeback. was saying, "Cut the core." Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, I do. That I being said, that being said, if the Leafs lose in the first round again, you blow it full up, Joker. blow it up, blow it up. You have send to send Marner to the Sun. I don't send Marner away. I don't send Matthews Probably away. Probably tomorrow, ain't it? But. Uh, restructure the entire thing. Like, like literally redo, redo, like, everything you can. It just feels weird. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. But overall, I mean, we're going to hope for the best. Like like I said, with the last five minutes, I mean, we got... Hope for the best. We got the least still potentially able to make a comeback. If they can get a goal within the next three minutes, they could definitely make a comeback. Nope. Hey, yo. Do what I do. Have faith. Oh, 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 oh. Is this your first time? <laughs> oh, third time. Have faith, he says. Oh, my gosh. Have faith. Hey, I will I have lost. faith when they win a playoff series since the first time. I watched the Blue Jacket series. I 2004. I watched the Blue Jacket series. I watched the Habs series. I watched the Lightning series. I know you. How do all, how do all them work out? How do all them work out? Sad, but you know what? Yeah, here's Listen. the thing. You don't really have an attachment to them. I do. Uh, no, I get it. Yeah. I mean, some of them have been less painful than others. The one, the series I was probably the least upset that they lost was last year. Because like Tampa was back-to-back champions. The one that I was most upset about was before. probably <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> and no, probably it was Montreal. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh. Just gonna laugh at that forever. <sighs> Listen, at I the end of the day, it's playoff time, and yeah, you know what's the best part about it? Anything's any anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. That's what makes it great. Like, I'm gonna pray to God Leafs, Seattle does not choke. The Leafs can get past the first round, just like I can pass my differential equations final. Don't talk about finals. Both no. things no. can happen. No. No, I'm not mentally ready for finals. I still got interviews and other things. <laughs> I'm not mentally ready for finals. It is Monday and it feels like Wednesday in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it is not Wednesday. It's very not Wednesday. But it's okay. You have time. It's yeah, just it's just like sanity, the Leafs though. and the Kraken. They have time. Yeah, but I don't have the mental sanity. That... <laughs> uh, you and me both. Considering I have finals... And the blue and white syndrome happening at the same time. At least fans, last year they were nice and only game one was during finals. Like I said, I'm really hoping game seven does not happen because 
Uh, it's Monday, May first. Oh, we need folks. to. Yeah. So in the last um, couple of minutes, we're probably going to need to talk about um, the deal. The May first show. Oh yeah. So. For warnings. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. With the way this show is structured, we are on Duquesne Student Radio when we record these. Like, for our Spotify listeners, yes. like, you guys listen on, like, a completely different service. Like, that's fine. Our main broadcast goes out through DSR, Duquesne yeah. Student Radio, and that's where we filmed our first three episodes. Oh, filmed. <laughs> Video man right here. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's how we've, uh, that's how we've live-streamed. Or live broadcasted, yeah. Our first three episodes, uh, but technically, because uh, I don't. Are you still going to be here the first of May? I'm going to be here the first of May, and so um, am I. So it was. This would probably be our last full, like last episode yeah. at DSR at at Duquesne. So, really, what I think would be the safe bet, because as history has shown. They are going to play Game 7, and there's a highly likely chance that they will lose. And here's the thing. I don't want this show to get pulled because of us saying, like, any swear words or anything out of anger. We say we. So... (laughs) We say we. Is it 4-3 to now? It is 4-3. I would say you scored it, oh, but anyways, don't, keep going. don't do this to me. Don't going. do this keep to going. me. Keep going. But um, really what I want to do out of an abundance of caution, if this series goes seven, I think we're going to hold off on a live show. We're still going to do a show. Like, yes. don't, don't worry. We're still going to do a show. But I'm thinking that it's probably only going to be available wherever you get your podcasts. Just because it gives us more of the freedom to talk about what we want to talk about. And in case we say something very unducanable. Yeah, like, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. That's if they sad. lose in Game 7 again, like, I'm going to do my best to make sure the podcast isn't, like, unlistenable. But at the same time, there are probably going to be points where I'm just too angry to hold it in. So... Really, here's the deal. Like, here's the TLDR of this whole thing. Okay. We're going to have a show next week on Monday. Um, we are going to play it by ear if it is going to be live or not. If there is a Game 7, just plan on no live show. Um, if there is not a Game 7 and the series is over in 6, we'll have a live show. Yes. Um, because if it goes to Game Seven, yeah, I don't think I could. I, because, I don't think I could be here to yeah. save Jimmy's. It's sanity. also going to likely be better content for all of you, anyways. Because I don't think you guys want to sit here for an hour and listen to us monitoring like the second and third periods of a Game Seven and me giving Jimmy therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think you guys want to see that. So really we're just going to go if it goes to Game 7, we're going to do a non-live show that'll be available on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. You know and the deal. What we could even do is we could film it. We could film a live stream of us. 
up in the main studio. Up either in the main studio or DSTV, either or. Yeah, that works for me. So. But um, yeah, um, of course, if you guys want to um, want us to cover anything, um, just reach out in the DMs on Twitter or at us on Twitter. It doesn't matter how um, you guys want to get in contact with us. Also on Instagram too. Instagram at Pond Hockey Podcast. Yes. On Twitter, it's at Pond Hockey Pod because character limits. Um, but yeah, like next week, if you guys want us to really cover something, just let us know. We'll do whatever we can. We'll listen to you guys. Um, well, with that being said, um, thank all of you guys for joining us this week. Uh, it was a pretty fun episode. Hopefully next week it'll be more about, um, playoff hockey instead of officiating. And hopefully Jimmy's sanity's not destroyed. Yeah, there's a solid chance it will be. But, um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We appreciate we all the feedback and support you guys have been giving us over these last three episodes. We're going crazy for the support. We really appreciate oh, yeah. it. And also, an announcement to make. Even uh, though we're leaving like the studio at Duquesne, like we won't oh. be at WDSR... We are going to produce shows during the rest of the playoffs from where we live, as yes. well as in the off season. So stay tuned for information about that, whether or not we do it once a week or twice a week. We're not sure yet. But we'll get a schedule together. Yeah, we'll talk. We can talk about it on the on the first, like the week yeah. after. We'll be de- well. Actually, I don't know what your files are like. But we'll talk about that. After. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, once again, thank you guys for joining, and we will see you again next week. Have a good week, everyone. Take care. Good luck to your teams in the playoffs.